Why the F are people so damned? You're listening to God Spice with Greg and Kizzy. So where are you going with this? So are we going to talk about, are we moving to, you know, our basically essential part of the week, otherwise known as the Champagne Friday? Yes, it's how we kick off our weekend. So we invited everyone into our living room Mm -hmm. because what do we like to do to kick off our weekend? And you were supposed to do this to get me over my judgy, like, you know, issues. But you didn't give me an opportunity to actually break out the champagne quite yet. You just kind of kept monologuing and like, you're on. Listen, I had a rant. I had a rant to get out of my system. That was beyond a rant. That was like... Greg? That was... When you go on and on about something that has irked you... Oh, oh my goodness. What are you talking about? Don't even go there. Just open the champagne before I go down a rabbit hole. Okay. So should we... Um, demonstrate the proper way to open a bottle of champagne. Well, you're the champagne expert, yes. Mm, champagne's quite good. So when it comes to champagne, obviously we love to drink all different styles. Champagne obviously needs to come from Rheims Champagne, France, but then we also love, you know, Prosecco. Um, and uh, what are the other champagne, other sparklings that we drink? We drink... Um, Cava, Prosecco. We drink Cava, Prosecco. Champagne, Brut. We drink some Lambrusco Sparkling sometime. wine. Sparkling wine, yes, from California. And so let me let me demonstrate the... Uh, as I move away from my mic for a hot moment, one of our choices... That's our fave. Our fave, one of our faves. We have many faves. We do. We live a very um, overpriced lifestyle. Mm. We try to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a treat for the week. A treat for the week. So the one thing wonderful about a bottle of champagne from champagne france is often when you're trying to open up a bottle of champagne you're looking where to open it up from like where is the little tab but the easy thing to remember is when you're getting a bottle from champagne france from rams just go straight up the left hand side of the bottle and the little tab oh my god i didn't know that right there yeah. All these times I open up bottles for It'll us, right I have there. no idea that's what we're... Like, that, I'm searching for it. That doesn't hold true for others, whether it's a Prosecco or a Cava or Sparkling, but... A true champagne. But a true champagne. That's okay. where you will typically find... I had no idea. I learned opening. something new. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I feel so much smarter today. Yep. It's my learning for Friday. Learning for Friday. <laughs> Then open up the cage. Mm. Some people don't like to completely take the cage off because they're worried about it exploding, but I just pull it off. I mean, some people dance in cages. That's true. Some people do dance in cages. We know someone who did. (laughs) I keep (laughs) keep hitting the bottom of my mic. I'm going to have to, like, move it here. But the proper way to open up a champagne is not to let it pop because the bottle has taken quite some time to build its bubbles. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of hold the top and turn turn the base... And just get, just, a, just get a little bit of a. Just get a little bit of a. I'm gonna put it over this way. Just, Stop! You're gonna put just, it on my just, face. Just to get a little bit of a. Ready? Listen. Ooh, a hiss. A little bit of a hiss, just like that. Wow! Look at you. It's so mm-hmm. fancy. Very fancy. And then us in our flutes. Okay. Yep. Uh oh. All right. As we like to. I'll switch with you. Switch. I need to change the position of my mic here. Okay.
All right. Put that right there. And then the first sip mm. that we take, you can always put it in the mouth and swish it around, cleanse the palate a little bit. And ready? Now take the real sip. That's lovely. That's very lovely. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And then to keep our champagne somewhat cold. Um, unless you you're gonna love put it, these cases. I do love these cases because it makes it easier versus having to throw it back in the fridge or putting it into a nice bucket. And nobody likes a wet bottle. No one likes a wet bottle. <laughs> they like other things wet. <laughs> <laughs> So I really love the little trick that you just taught. I had mm-hmm. no idea about the opening part. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm just like, I feel like an idiot. That's right. Most people don't. Like, how do you know that? Let me fill your glass up. How do I know what that most people don't? No. How do you know, like, who told who taught you that trick? You know, well, you called me a nerd earlier. And you know I'm brilliant. So mm-hmm. these, I have all this random knowledge about many different topics. So the only thing that we're not enjoying with our Champagne Friday is that we also love to do is put out some tapas because mm-hmm. it's really rude to, I think, like munch like food while speaking into a yeah, microphone. Yeah, it's going to be like munching and gnawing and there'd be food caught in our teeth. And it'd be just it so just, gross. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be delightful. So we means. also recommend mm-hmm. to accompany this with some lovely, healthy tapas snacks. Mm-hmm. Which for us could mean multiple different things, anywhere from different styles of hummus to baba ganoush to mm. a nice selection of cheeses we love our cheese wow and what goes so well with this is like a gorgeous bailey hazen blue cheese <laughs> blue cheese <laughs> or a, or a french centigar or also a rossi agor okay greg so well, we promise to do an episode so on just cheese we will for do you. an episode on i mean now that we're talking cheese but i also love my provolone cheese my imported auricchio i'm a little offended that you're not mentioning something you also love with us oh are you talking well you i love having you with it next to me are you talking about some paneer oh. no oh i know what you're talking about well you didn't let me finish the cheese episode piece yet are you talking about your hot sauce yes yes the habanero the god spice hot sauce you didn't let me get there yet you were too busy trying to cut me off so you can go back to monologuing listen i do listen to you but I have to, I have to stop every once in a while because you're full of malarkey. You just sound like a run-on sentence, honey. So do you. What are you talking, <laughs> B? It's it, I can't even get a word in with you that I have to like just start and not stop until I'm reinterrupted again. <laughs> so, Greg, you know what's been really bothering me, mm. and it's been on my mind. What's that? Why the f are people so damn judgy? Mm, it's the nature of the beast. And no, 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 no. It's unacceptable. I can I, I like to say that I'm not really a super judgy person. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sometimes judgy, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like... You're quite judgy. No, that is messed up. My family's am, judgy. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Says the one who <clears throat> wouldn't have family members accept me in their life. What okay? are you talking about? Just because I had to fill out special paperwork to bring you to Connecticut. I mean, nobody needs paperwork mm-hmm. to go to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Even talk? even the refugees from Florida or Texas don't need paperwork to get to no, Connecticut. No, that, that's Massachusetts. They were uh, out in Martha's know. Vineyard. That's all the same to me. That whole block of island you, between Connecticut, Massachusetts, it's called, Maine. It's called New England. Whatever, that mm-hmm. region. I know. You're still learning geography. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like we started this fun project together, mm-hmm. and we both have passion for entertainment. We do, and we've got multiple sides to us. We're mm-hmm. not just you know geeks who sell and market financial services products. I don't think I was ever a geek. I mean, remember, I do call you a nerd. That's right, you do. That's mm-hmm. messed up. But, like, I think my issue is, why are we not allowed to be, like, multifaceted human beings that bring value in different parts of our life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how to answer that, just as we were just talking, just because people are going to judge us for something that they're not used to seeing us portraying. Because we have to live by, we were writing about it one day, almost live to this facade that's in act according to the way that society wants us to act, especially because we are, you know, professionals mm. in a extremely reserved industry. Well, I think why I stayed in this very unexciting industry, with all due respect, I completely acknowledge that I have grown as a professional in a conservative landscape. Mm -hmm. But I think why I stayed in it is because I come from an entertainment background, much like you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, how do we make things spicy? How do we make it interesting? How do we take like what others do in other places, Mm -hmm. but then like find clever ways of applying it to Mm -hmm. financial services? Of course. But I just feel like I've been playing by the playbook for 24 years, right? Mm And I kind of like your playbook. <laughs> <laughs> I scroll through the pages each night. Not getting me to walk over that bridge. Um, but Wait, I, what are you talking about? We started that OnlyFans account, remember? Well, you know, that is a that is false. I'm telling everyone right now that's false. Okay, but I'm it's okay, up and coming. But I don't want I don't want to mope about this too mm-hmm. much. I think mm-hmm. a lot of this is predicated from the fact that I think over COVID. We were kind of isolated, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't seeing people. Mm-hmm. We weren't talking to people as much. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. The Zoom parties were a little lame. And we finally, right? Like, I'm so, okay. So you and I, <clears throat> what do we both love? Christmas. We do love and the Christmas holidays. and holidays overall. I well, mean, we also love summer. I mean, look at my nails. Oh, I thought you were showing me your ring. Oh, well, the ring is amazing, but look at my nails. I know. Those are so fun. Candy cane themed. Mm-hmm. Little, uh... I don't eat candy, but I like the candy cane theme. It's a good thing our daughters aren't here. They'd probably want to, like, grab your fingers and start licking them. They probably would. Mm-hmm. That's they a really can... gross experience. I don't think I want to have that. I know. It's, it's, it, it, it brings it back to when they were babies. Well, after breastfeeding, I think I've moved on. I know. So, mm-hmm. um, Did you paint those as well? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so bad. But, like... I think I think like a part of me is like we're seeing people again mm-hmm. and it happens to coincide with us having launched this new lifestyle podcast. Mm-hmm. This is not meant to be for, you know, best tips on marketing. You could read Eat Dirt for that mm-hmm. if you want. Um, or Tales of Transformation. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So we both have newsletters you can read for yes. your, um, you know, more professional side. Absolutely. But every professional person has a fun side. Mm-hmm. And so this was supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun, but really any good marketer should study what we're doing because it's really a mastery in marketing. It might be. Mm-hmm. It very well might be. Well, you know, I, I have to admit something. Mm-hmm. I think I was very, like, reticent in the last couple of years to adopt some of the more, you know, funny, humorous social media platforms mm. because I was like, 
who wants to be in there? Who has time for this? Mm-hmm. And this this project that we're doing together has really opened my aperture to how hard it is to, to- do tiktok dances which i clearly suck at by the way have you well, if, have any of you caught them i suck at them <laughs> I, I wouldn't well you, i'm not even sure how to answer that it's not we don't <laughs> suck at it we're just uh, not necessarily great at it oh oh wow very positive <laughs> way it's a learning, to it's look a at it i mean you know I'm, of course i'm the world's best dancer not um and so trying (laughs) trying to figure out moves yeah but so but i think what's really funny about the way that we're doing it is is the pure fact that um we're not trying to necessarily do it so it's professional we're doing it based on we're doing it to like have fun and we're doing it to learn a new craft absolutely and it's way better than just being like Mm -hmm. fat asses drinking booze and sitting and watching tv that is true we had friends last friday getting up and dancing after dinner yes yes we worked off our Thai food. We did. We did. But um, I guess what I was getting at. I have at, the abs to prove it. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, like, I think that the judginess is, I think, affecting me because it's our family and friends, close family and friends. Mm-hmm. I thank you when you watch this. You've been really supportive of our new craft. Mm-hmm. and we, we think they have. Well, they, at least they have to my face. Yep. That's true, but some may not have been because of you know some words that are happening kind of. Well, this is what I, the oh, fence. that's what I was going to get at. Yeah, so, of so post COVID, now actually entering a new form of COVID because mm-hmm. apparently masking is going to start again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Merry mm-hmm. Christmas um, and Happy New Year. Um, but you know, <clears throat> it's like we finally started going out for holiday me- meals, right? Like especially yep. professionally, mm-hmm. we started having lunches and networking dinners and whatever. Sure. And do you remember like two weeks ago, we went to that dinner and it's like been festering, you know, in my head. Yeah, I know because after that dinner, you were quite upset. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, we actually I was, thought about it. Uh, well, I was actually like really mad mm-hmm. because I think I've always been very careful about the person mm-hmm. I um, reveal to people mm-hmm. and it's not easy to be vulnerable in front of a lot of people of course yeah so it's not easy i felt hurt that some of our more entertaining things like the tiktoks mm-hmm. which by the way if you are at all alive you need to either be somewhat consuming the content or Mm -hmm. being a part of the content because otherwise you're not going to be a part of any communities well it's well that's the big piece even i mean when you look at digital assets and the web you know web 3 and any of these um new experiences it's really all about community right Mm -hmm. and so it's all about these communities that are kind of dominating those particular areas and so you have to be part of the community to understand the community and communicate with the community and essentially become part of that why do i feel like you're lecturing me right now i'm not lecturing you i felt like a little bit of lecturing coming towards me maybe that that's that's the lecturer the all right professor 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 greg this is not a baruch class all right i'm sorry you know i I all of a sudden kind of go into those that that was the marketing piece of this of this okay love life work we have to include work right this is supposed to be our friday celebration i know yes and you're supposed to help me get over being offended by judgy mcjudgies i'm trying to I'm just trying, it's like meditation where, you know, different forms of meditation, you can even either have a mantra and you kind of just sit there, oh, to clear your mind, mm-hmm. let things pass. Or you can count down backwards from 99 mm-hmm. to help kind of wipe things and clear clear your brain. 
what I was basically explaining to so you. So now you're why a therapist. On, you know, oh, yeah, our oh, brother-in-law is visiting. I know. We can have him come and give us therapy. Oh, perfect. But he's a sex therapist. No, he's not. Oh, I thought he was a sex therapist. I'm so sorry, brother-in-law. <laughs> sorry, Putham. <laughs> <laughs> but if you so, need a good therapist... Yeah. He's amazing. He's great. <laughs> Elevate is the name of his brand, located down in the Miami, Florida region. Yes, but he also does Zooms. He does do Zooms, yes. He's, and he's expanding Zoom. rapidly. Yes. So good for him. Yes, we're great. excited for him. I feel like everybody yes. needs a dose of therapy. Absolutely. So the reason why I was saying I kind of sped through those little pieces about community, it's almost like because you're a meditation. Me? I wasn't lecturing you. I was just mm. trying to have it escape your mind. I'm trying that to get was, you into a zen That gave mode. me anxiety. How'd that give you anxiety? Because you were like talking at like the speed of light and then you're like and you lost but that's, me. Well, I didn't lose you. Obviously, you, you picked me. it up. Well, I thought you said you were intelligent and you were able to understand. I don't, I don't understand dialogue. slow language. Slow language? I'm being that facetious. Was, that was going to say that's <laughs> the antithesis. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> okay, so anyway, back on track here. What are you trying to say? We had... Uh, an engagement with a friend, yes. uh, a dinner, a, a work we, friend, a work friend. We left that dinner slightly perturbed, concerned, perturbed. I think I was more upset, upset. that we were being told that people in our own like circle industry friends mm. apparently think we're going to sabotage our like our reputation. Yes, our professional reputation. Mm. But they couldn't come to us and have this conversation. I'm like, they well, had the you're back channel. Clearly not close enough to me. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have the mm-hmm. cojones to come to me and just say, Carrot, like, I know you're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's good for you. But I'm a little like, what the heck are you doing? And yep. I'd be like, let me explain what I'm doing. Exactly. And, and know, by the way, for viewers out there, mm-hmm. we are actually produced by a professional. We are. So we're not going to share her name because she's ours, mm-hmm. but we're produced. So <laughs> <laughs> so we're taking direction from the dictator yes, on what absolutely. we should do. <laughs> you know, appealing to different generations and building an audience authentically. Yes. But, but how vindicating was it? So after that evening, obviously, we discussed it. We were upset. Uh, because people wouldn't come to us, that they would rather go to others um, and convey their thoughts. Yep. But also, it would be nice to know who those individuals are, because then we could put it into perspective. You can dial a right? hotline anonymously and reveal yourself. And reveal yourself. <laughs> that wouldn't be anonymous. Yes. Um. And, <laughs> and so, and so, uh, you know, as part as part of that, which was nice though, is the next evening is in really next day we were vindicated really for what we were oh, doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and this goes back to like yeah. why we I like kind of like that before we have to remask and not go to things. We're back at these events, we're talking to people, we're mm-hmm. seeing people mm-hmm. and it was so lovely to like run into old work colleagues, mm-hmm. new colleagues mm-hmm. in these networking events and they were like I am just so excited about what you're doing. You mm-hmm. look like you actually are embracing all facets of yourself. Absolutely. And I was like, can someone record this conversation? Well, I guess we're recording it now. But like, I was like so happy mm-hmm. to get that communication come across to me because sometimes when you're trying something new, it's so easy to say, I'm not going to do it because mm-hmm. it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah. But the this what do they say the or, juice is worth the squeeze sometimes absolutely or as you said it's not easy to be vulnerable right <clears throat> and for myself as you know i'm sort of someone who kind of wears their heart on their sleeve right i think at times i could be very reserved but 
but at other times when people get to know me, I mean, you know, everything really we can't much, shut you, you up. can't shut me up. Right. No. Yeah. And I've always been known to be like the last to leave a you party. You sort of remind me of my daughter. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is true. It's hard to shut her up and we debate quite often because she's very opinionated. She is opinionated. And it's funny. Then there's like this dichotomy because you have my daughter, which is like on the other side of that particular <laughs> spectrum <laughs> where, where it's like extracting any well, form of information ex- out of her is quite, of, quite the, challenging. I think the extent of yeah. her argument is meh. <laughs> What do you mean by meh? Meh. Meh. What'd you do today? Even eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, you know what? Yeah. To each their own. To each their own. But uh, what I loved about really the conversations the next day is people were actually telling us, one, obviously it's not easy to put yourself out there, to be vulnerable, do something new. But also, Kirti, what you and I have been known for for several years now is going into organizations and essentially disrupting them, right? Mm-hmm. Going against the grain mm-hmm. um, almost like so what we do isn't always necessarily popular yeah. but what's interesting is what we do eventually becomes popular within the organization once people start to understand and realize that evolution needs to take place within organizations but then there also needs to be i think an evolution as we you know um, grow as adults mm-hmm. and i think we do not necessarily need to just always act the way people think we should act because we're older but we also, in our professions, need to have an understanding of the different cultures. I don't know who you're calling older. I did a Facebook thing today. I don't know if you saw it. I did, yes. And so it I did... I have not commented on it yet, purposely. It, it did, like, some weird quiz assessment. Mm-hmm. I didn't answer any questions. Mm-hmm. It did an assessment of my profile. And it came back that I'm 27. So I will take that, people. It, it's, well, it was really quite interesting. When you put in the criteria to judge you, I think the main criteria was... What age do I need to be so Greg doesn't leave me? No, I mean, it works out for you. It does. I'm apparently perceived as 27. That's quite... And you know what? Nobody is allowed to say my real age now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was that the same, you know, AI bot that, like, you know, took your image and transformed you into something you looked nothing like? Hey, no, that was a different thing. <laughs> and those AI images were kind of cool. It's they like were. what I should I'm look just like. You looked great in those. You look very pretty. <laughs> well, we got to do an AI thing of you. We do. Yes, I still need to do it. I've been holding out for a hot moment. Why are you scared? No, I'm, I'm really, well, I'm not scared for myself. I'm scared about breaking the internet with how good I look and the amount of people flocking to a particular site and or mm. environment to see those images. Well, we thought we would invite people into our living room. Absolutely. And do you want? Are we kick? always inviting them into our living room? Since we don't, know, we, we don't really have a studio that we work out of. We're always hosting. We are always. That's true. We are always hosting. But yes. I like hosting. I do too. We both are. I think we're both great hosts. People, people who are like n- kind people, and mm-hmm. we love them, and they love us, mm-hmm. like all our close family and friends. Absolutely. I love hosting. Same here. Whether it's here or in by the way, I also love being hosted. So don't hesitate to host me. Mm-hmm. I concur. Yep. Well, so um, mm-hmm. can we talk about the favorite holiday that we mentioned earlier? Uh, sure. Which one we mentioned multiple? <clears throat> no, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little sad about our kids not believing in Santa. I know. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. But they still milk the system, I'll tell you. They absolutely do. It's like they portray that they believe in it, but then they really know that it, he doesn't mm. exist. Well, you weren't even told. I wasn't told, yeah. I'm so sorry. Although we found out this morning that Evan's teacher had made the class aware last year, right? It was like through some project. Through some project. He's like, In the yeah, beginning of sixth no, grade? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Which is kind of, you know. Which was before that Christmas. Which was, yes, correct, it was. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. But what's weird is I believe in Santa Claus. You know me. I'm just wondering how all the gifts get underneath the tree. I mean, God, there must be some magical Indian chick who happens to find ways to get those gifts. All I know is I go to bed each night and I wake up and there's like more gifts underneath the tree. (laughs) (laughs) There's like, there's goodies lying next to me in bed and then I wake up and there's gifts under the tree. It doesn't get better than that. Were you, were you also disturbed by the fact that I'm like, I got obsessed with gnomes this year? I know they're all over the place. I'm like, what is your gnome? Why? What is this gnome fetish? I don't know. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. And they're like round nosed Mm -hmm. and then they're like hairy. They're kind of phallic. No, they're not. Totally. They, they look like old Santa Claus man versions of you. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't the, expect that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. I mean, I'm not even sure what to make of these things. So what do you? Um, I think they come alive at night, though. <laughs> they probably do. Who knows? We hear thumping out here. Some of that thumping we thought was outside of the window might mm-hmm. have been the gnomes crawling been the gnomes around. Crawling. That's real creepy. Doing their thing. Now you're going to give me nightmares. What about the gnomes? Yes. Why? Because I'm imagining gnomes crawling around. Because they are. No, they're so cute. They're all over Kieran's bed, too. I know. They're, they are. They're, I bought her these sheets. They're so awesome. Oh, that's true. They're in the sheets. Both kids now have gnome pillows. Yes, they're so cool. And then you bought them gnomes. And they're hugging for, them. Hmm? They they're are. Hug- yeah, they, they like them. It's cute. It's so cute. It is cute. So we've given them little beings that's, that are probably going to like haunt them for the rest of their lives. Haunt them? I don't know. I'm just making that that's up. That's terrible. I think dolls are scary. Dolls are scary. Clowns are scary. What scares you? Because you grew up, like, um, watching horror movies way too young. Mm, I did. I'm trying to think of what scares me now. Were you, like, abused as a child? No, not at all. just happened to have older siblings oh. and was exposed to movies that I otherwise should not have seen at such a young age. So how, how <clears throat> old were you when you saw, like, a horror movie you shouldn't have seen? I would say one of the first movies I remember seeing, I was seven years old. At my That's cousin's, really young. Yeah, at my cousin's place up in Saugerties, New York, hmm. we watched Alien, which freaked me <gasps> out Okay, so at least, it, at least it wasn't like, you know a lot of horror movies have this weird sexual content in it, which is really hard as a parent to uh, block from kids? There's no sexual content that in that movie whatsoever. That movie's just freaking scary. It was scary. Um, it's still to date, actually... <laughs> One of my favorite movies because it's such a well done movie. But uh, if you look, you know, for its time ahead of ahead of its time, obviously, so super scary for its time. And then also being a seven year old kid watching that movie, it literally freaked me out for weeks. I was yeah, I was I was pretty scared um, after that movie. But then after that, I just started watching everything. So with my other cousin, that who like was broke much you older, in to like let me, me get in. horrified. Then all of a sudden, I was watching all the Friday the Thirteenth. So I was watching the Evil Dead. I was watching literally every '80s scary movie that was out there. Oh my god! Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, that one's a scary uh, one. That's a scary. It's funny in this day and age, it it may come across a little clowny, but back in the day, that was a freaky movie, and still in con- conceptually, it's freaky. But we as a family watch scary movies all the time. It happens to be I like scary movies. Mm-hmm. As do um, I, and your daughter does too. Yes, Kieran loves them. Mine a little less so. She doesn't like movies. <laughs> She's always complaining. Why another movie? We're like, what do you watch? What, what, what do you? What would you like to watch? I will watch Roblox. Um, I will say one series of movies that 
Uh, hey, she, she watched Wednesday with us. She though. did. She did watch Wednesday. She's in the Stranger Things, you know, which After is begging for four years. After, yeah, we did. We begged her to watch it, and then she actually watched it with her mom instead of us. And you were hurt by this? I was hurt by that, yeah, after we begged Do her. Do you want to talk about it? Um, you know, I've, I've already gone through months worth of therapy about it, so that's okay. Okay. I can, but one, one series of, of movies that's, um, held off watching because, you know, there's one in theory, one style of movie. Actually, I do not allow us to watch the real ghost episodes on TV. No, because they'll enter our house. Well, you know, as the Warrens used to say, do not Whoever watch it. Do not record it. Whoever doesn't believe in this, they travel through media. They do. They travel, they attach, you know, atta- can attach Static. itself to you know, furniture or anything. Right. So, and travel through, through media. So we stay away from the TV episodes of real ghost stories, but one uh, series that I have fallen in love with is the Conjuring series. I think they're great. The whole well, those series of also, the nun, it's everything like a fictional portrayal of it. Of it's the not Warrens. the real. Yeah, it's a fictional portrayal. Yes, yes. of Warren's. I cases. do love the Conjuring. You know, I, I mean, I kind of got you into that. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about how I stayed um, two houses down from the uh, the original Amityville house? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. I remember driving by it one well, day. Well, we both know that person correct who owned a house a couple houses down and i remember staying at the house i, I was like why up, would you move in there so, so i remember uh sleeping over one night and uh, someone who's very spiritual too mm-hmm. right a very spiritual person i asked him for some sage and where i was sleeping i completely saged the entire environment <laughs> around where i was where i was sleeping and then we happened to go out to dinner that evening and drove by the actual house and of course i happened to do like i happened to look at it and it's kind of like one of those situations Mm-mm. where, say, Medusa's in front of you. You don't want to look, but you accidentally look at Medusa. I did the same thing. So I think I went home and like said like five Hail Marys or something like that. <laughs> that's like me <laughs> saying my, um, that's like when I feel scared. Remember when I have felt scared after we've watched mm-hmm. like Conjuring and then you've like actually, this was before we, we you know, started living together mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. became a blended family. Mm-hmm. I was alone a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. And when we've seen a scary movie, I like sat in bed by myself in my bedroom in my Manhattan apartment, and I'm like freaking out suddenly, like I could see things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Om Namah Shiva, Om Namah Shiva, Om Namah Shiva. It's like our version of oh, like Hail Marys. Yep, yep. Um, so I. So you're asking for Shiva's protection. Yeah, because he's like master he's the of man. the universe. He's the man. I mean, who doesn't want a dude with like a snake around as a belt mm-hmm. and like black beads and like a big ass trident to so, like protect them so then he's he's pretty badass right but then you have ganesha who's also badass but he but rides, uses his mind but he but he rides a mouse <laughs> <laughs> he's always depicted riding a mouse i don't know if he's actually riding a mouse i thought the uh-huh. mouse was just his friend and it's not a mouse it's actually like a big rat oh is it a rat also oh, he's riding a rat yeah, it's like it's like a it's, it's not. Does a mouse. he like? Does he grab the rat's is, tail and use it? And, that thing is not what? Stuart Little. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Boomtown Rats. <laughs> That's an old reference for anyone who knows old school bands. Oh my god! But so I saw a scary movie mm-hmm. for the first time. I think I was only six, mm-hmm. and my parents was it Bambi. No, I really saw a scary movie. I'm going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I grew up in Staten Island mm-hmm. on this street, as you know, mm-hmm. where there's like only like five houses, mm-hmm. right? When you go on that block. Mm-hmm. And across the street was this other family that also moved in around the same time we did. They mm-hmm. built their house, like my dad built our house. 
And my, I, I didn't have siblings to hang out and play with yet. Mm. So I'd entertain myself mm-hmm. by going outside and like finding things to do, whether I was riding my bike or I'd start doing cartwheels in the grass. Mm-hmm. And there was this lovely like 13 year old girl who lived across the street with mm-hmm. her older brother and older sister. I thought you were gonna say she had a twin in more like these baby doll dresses. Um, like The Shining. No, and just no, appear. no, no. Oh. So it was really cute. I'm trying to tell you a story here, man. I'm sorry. Um, so I was just she, doing what you do to me. You talk forever to get to the point. I'm just trying to get to the point in nanoseconds. In 10 minutes. Okay. Go okay. On. So, <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> so this person who I'm not going to mention her name because mm-hmm. it's just easier. Mm-hmm. She was lovely. She came over and she was like, oh, I, I study gymnastics. Mm. Let me help you with cartwheels and flips. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like only five, six years old, five mm-hmm. or six. And then next thing you know it, I was suddenly like invited to hang out with them and like eat pizza with them. And they're like, let's watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was a little kid. Like sure. I was kind of like looking back i'm like Mm -hmm. why were they hanging out with me and they for whatever reason really took to me and we were hanging out and Mm -hmm. guess what movie they put on for me and i couldn't sleep for i think months i have no idea freddy krueger oh that's a good series it scared the shit out of me i'm sure that was scary back in the day as well those were freaky movies I was so scared, uh-huh. and I have never been more terrified of a tongue mm-hmm. and nails. Like, the elements of mm. Freddy Krueger that kill you <laughs> and torture you. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that are scared of tongues and nails. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> so gross. Uh-huh. But like, I would say we had similar uh, scary movie exposures uh, from uh, older people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, well, what I find interesting about movies of that, of that era, that's when they were blending scary movies and like heavy metal music and like thrash music. Oh. I remember, was it Dokken? I forget who it was. I came out with the song Dream Warriors. We're the Dream Warriors. It was like Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 or something I, like that. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It was like the This the, is the where blending. our age difference definitely comes into play. It, yeah. I'm, I'm exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm sh- it's really more of an intelligence thing. And, and I'm really, I mean, I'm still 27. No, it's, I'm a historian. Is really what I'm it comes connecting. Down to. I'm connecting with that other generation yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so of your intelligence is that of a 27 year old <laughs> in a, um, a body that's exponentially older. Yeah. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just so fetch. <laughs> Craig, that's really not in fashion. That's hot. Even Slay is not cool anymore. <laughs> That's so Slay. It's like old. That's so Slay. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about how about this one? That's rad. No. Remember that from the eighties? Yes. Rad and steak. Yeah, I that's think, so steak. I do think that's I do rad. think something that I used to say like it was big, but uh-huh. I think it's still cool. What's that? And it might be because I have a myopic perspective on what I think is cool. You are myopic, so yes. <clears throat> is wicked. Wicked. I can't stand so wicked. wicked. I can't stand that. Come on, you're a New England guy. You should love Wicked. No, I I don't even consider. I don't even really look at Wicked as New England. That's really more of a Boston thing. That's like a Massachusetts. Yeah, I got a Wicked headache. No, Wicked. Wicked That caused Wicked. It was alternative. No, it's not alternative. Wicked. The only thing that the only time that word Wicked is good is when it's applied to the Broadway play, and that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or if we're talking about someone, you know, uh, you know. 
a female that is just a horrible person, like that person is wicked. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. Wow, that just brought me back to a memory that I had back when I used to have to go to catechism. And I had this, uh, we were taught by nuns. And, were you hanging out with the priest? Uh, well, don't forget, remember, I, <laughs> I was an altar boy. Uh, so oh, I was hanging out. wait, hold on. I actually met that priest on the phone. Uh, that was, no, that was that was a priest much later in my life. That's, oh, that's a different priest. Yeah, no, these, okay. These, unfortunately, the, these priests, I think, are no longer alive. They were they were good dudes. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, these, the priests uh, I know are priests. dead, too. And so this one, this one nun I had, I, I just remember her name. It's just vivid memories of, of her because she wasn't the nicest of, of individuals, like this kind of shorter, like when you think of like an old, scary, short nun. Her name was Sister Methodia. Oh, I have a scary sister from my educational years. Really? Back when you went to a Catholic school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a Catholic school girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why we get along so well. We, 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 we share this Horror stories? mutual... Horror stories from our years of Catholicism. Can you imagine being a brown Hindu girl going to Catholic school Um, and being the only Indian, pretty much, in the entire class? I I I don't even think you need to be worried about that. How about the like the only brown Indian girl in Staten Island? (laughs) Pretty much that that is true. (laughs) That's funny because even like the one Indian friend I Mm -hmm. made in high school at some point because Mm -hmm. I was like. There are other Indian people on this island. Mm-hmm. She didn't even look Indian. Mm-hmm. She was like well, really fair skin because she was Christian Indian, mm-hmm. and she didn't look Indian. So I was like, "This is really unfair." Mm-hmm. Well, one time there were a lot of Indians. They were just pushed out. Um, those are not Indian origin, dude. Mm, okay. Look, your people. I look at you and sometimes get confused. Honey, That's all. your people sometimes didn't know where they were going, and they thought they were where they were. Don't. don't. Don't don't be dissing, you know, Columbus and Marco Polo and all those guys. Hey, they brought spice back. <laughs> they brought they they made they, Oh they, my god. They did. They oh did. God. They they Wait, they made they, they turned of, spice <laughs> to en vogue. Speaking of spice, mm-hmm. um uh do you want to talk about how you're not happy with our Christmas tree? What what why? What 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 bothers you about our tree? I think it looks freaking awesome. Well, I am discontent with our tree this year, mostly for the fact that, you know, obviously we as a family each year typically would go and buy the tallest, fattest, largest Christmas tree that we could possibly find. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't fit into a New York City apartment, but we get it anyway. Well, it did in our old apartment. It, no, well, even then it like the it was it was basically Christmas vacation all over. As soon as we cut the, yeah, the, so you're, the you're roping. Definitely trying I think it's your inner Griswold. I think it's my inner Griswold. My my love of the holiday and <laughs> love of, you know, wonderful Christmas trees. And this year, because we're not going to be in our apartment for Christmas Day and to make life a little easier, we defaulted to a fake Christmas tree. Which is As really, a test. Well, I I think it's also, you think it's sacrilegious. I do think it's sacrilegious. But one thing I will say is... I will tell you, I'm enjoying the tree. It is is a lot less messy. It is nice not having to clean up needles. You know what? I I am not Mm -hmm. missing crawling under that freaking tree trying to water it and get sap on different spots I, on my body. I will, I will say it was a much easier setup. Um, didn't go to bed that evening full of pitch. and uh, We don't have to also worry about a fire. We, I'm not worried about a fire. No. Dude, you had a tree two years ago that kept falling over. It fell over twice, and that's only because mm-hmm. I didn't have 
when I bought the tree, they ran out of 10 foot stands mm-hmm. and I had an eight foot stand mm-hmm. and I couldn't fasten it to the wall. <laughs> and then finally they had literally, ten, finally like... they had 10 foot stands come in and then I had them bring a brand new stand. And, uh, and so we put the tree back up after it did fall, fall twice, but at least this tree, um, we did not purchase it. It is a loner just to test it out for one year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I'm going to agree to it moving forward. Well, it's not really your choice. It is, as the man of the it house, is it's our, always my choice. It is our dual agreed upon decision. Mm-hmm. It is, but I have actual voting rights and... Sometimes. Sometimes. Hmm. I let you decide what we have for dinner some nights. Uh, so you should let then me you choose say, the type of oh, treat. Oh, okay. I'm going to go eat my own thing. That's not true. No, that's because you tried to like force something upon. Like for instance, last night you're like, "Oh, let's. I'm going to have some Thai. Would you like some Thai?" That'll be eating Thai four times What's in one week. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with eating Thai four, four times, times in a one in week one period? Week. It wasn't back to back. And I ended up having some of your Thai. You did? Yeah. Remember the papaya salad? <sighs> that's because that's papaya salad is good. That papaya salad was great. It was, it was quite good. That was the rest of your Thai. So was good. It good. It was so good. That's good. I'm, I'm going to eat that tonight. It. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I have to was... figure out what I'm going to eat this evening. Don't you have food to eat? Mm, no, there's nothing here. I was going to make his grilled cheese sandwiches, but I think I'm too lazy. Mm, mm, I'm not really, as you know, I'm not really like a grilled cheese person. Everyone wants Excuse me, my grilled cheese sandwiches are freaking amazing. Oh, they're awesome. But I eat a grilled cheese sandwich once every five, six, eight years. Yeah, because you don't know how to make them. It has nothing to do with that. It's it has just, 100% to if, do with no, how they're made. If I'm going to have grilled cheese, I'll just order a pizza. I'd no, have pizza. no, 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 no. Very different cheese, taste. Oh, they're, they're completely different tastes. But if I'm going to have bread and cheese, you I'm going to go for... You sound so ridiculous. I do not pizza sound ridiculous. Pizza is not comparable to a grill, good grilled cheese sandwich. You know, it, it's, it's better. N- no, it's of different. Course. It's different. Okay, it's different. I'll give you that. They're different. Mm-hmm. So going... I don't even know how we're talking about grilled cheese. I have but no idea. You took us off on a tangent, as usual. Because I'm just so full of so much information. Maybe your new name should be Kirthi Tangential. Shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> talking about that, um, you know, it, you, let's talk about your name for a moment. Why? Because no one ever says your name correctly. <laughs> How frustrating not is that? No one. You say my name correctly. I'm like one of the few that actually my pronounce My family your name. and our daughters say my name correctly. No, they don't. Your family calls you Kirith. That's so, my nickname, Goof. Exactly. So no one ever, they don't even call you Kirithy. They call you Kirith. And the general population, when we're, as talking about being in like settings and now we're going. Actually, daddy we're doesn't out call me Kirith. Oh. He, he calls me Kirithy. He calls you Kirithy. Oh, and he then he also calls me Bubbly. Oh, Bubbly. That's, That's my nickname since I was baby. Because you're always Bubbly. I think it's because my face is round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I see it, but not really. Mm. Mm, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, um, how frustrating is it that quite, you know, more often than not, people do not know how to say your name correctly. So for mm. the record, it is Kirthi. Kirthi. It's like a th at the end. Kirthi. It's not Kirti. It's not Kirthi. It's not Kirti. It's Kirthi. And I think at this time, one of the best pronunciations of your name that I have, you know, that I've ever heard in my entire life was at an event where you oh, were, no. where you were a keynote speaker and the master of ceremonies is up there and he's introducing you by your name as the keynote that is about to enter the stage. 
And this is, you know, back with your married last name. And the Master of Ceremonies introduces you as Karate Serkent. <laughs> I, remember sitting, I remember sitting at the table with, like, the rest of your team. We're all looking like, who, who, who's well, Karate Serkent? I didn't Serkent? even get up. I'm yeah, like... You, karate Serkent. How do you take K-I-R-T-I and turn that into Karate mm. and Serkent? Well... That, that introduces the topic of ignorant people. Ignorant people. I can understand. So my name, Yates, very easy. It's obviously English. Um, it's every once in a while mispronounced by... Yates. <laughs> by, by someone who is Spanish. Because they'll pronounce it Yates, which would be a correct well, pronunciation. Well, actually, that makes you sound exotic. Mm, Gregory Yates. But Gregoria Yates. Gregoria Yates. <laughs> But that's another piece, actually, people like having oh. issues with my name. Hold on. This goes back to the judginess. This goes back to the judginess. It's, I'm not even I'm allowed. I'm sensing a theme in our Champagne Friday this, mm. this Friday. What's that? This element just, of like we feel judged. We feel judged. That's because people just judge. You know, people who judge just have nothing better to do in their lives. I agree. Because they're boring, insipid individuals mm. that are scared to put themselves out there. I agree. You know? Toasted that. Toast. Me, you need me, more champs. I'm going to do a little bit more champs here to do a toast. But so because of that, you know, I can't even use my, so my real name is Gregory, right? Mm-hmm. And now that I'm calling myself Gregory, or in this case, the Gregory, people are having issues. But the ironic thing is when I was a kid, I used to prefer going by Greg. But and by the way, age, you didn't name yourself cheers. the Gregory. There are very close people around us mm-hmm. who refer to you as the, the Gregory. Gregory. Mm-hmm. And that is why it was adopted into how we introduce you for God Spice. Absolutely. And so, but because of that, I've decided to change my name as we've discussed. Are you really going to go that route? I'm thinking about it. Should I? It's a pretty hot name. I mean, I might as well like add five extra Indian names to mine mm-hmm. then. It incorporates, you know, a family <laughs> name that when I played hockey and I was a goaltender that everyone always wanted me to have on the back of my jersey because people love like long names on the back mm, of goalie jerseys. Because they really fit Like well. John Van Beesbrook back in the day. Say Van Beesbrook. So I think I'm going to change my name hmm. to hmm. the Gregor Aloysius Ave Grazia Plena Peter Yates. Wow. That's pretty hot. That's really long. That's perfect. The Gregor Aloysius Avia Grazia Plena, Peter Yates. Absolutely. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Except it's Ave Grazia Plena. Oh, what? I mean, like. It's the we, Ave Maria, is really what it is. Yes. It's a family name. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty hot name, right? It, it, sure. Yeah. I think, I think it's beautiful. It's just long. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's, that's only one person's perspective. <laughs> I mean, length is perspective. That's, well, that's like saying, what time is it? Who knows really what time it is? It depends on where you are in the universe because time is different everywhere. I mean, even mm-hmm. momentum, time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. duration. Physics. Duration. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like length. There is nothing like length. Length. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, so I had a question for you. They were talking about the girth of this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> question for you. Uh-huh. Because I actually don't know this, so I'm sincerely curious. Mm-hmm. What's your what's like a favorite Christmas memory for you? Mm. A favorite Christmas memory. There's so many Christmas memories I have. Um, 
Wow, that's a hard one. Like top of mind. You know, I guess, I don't know if there's one distinctive Christmas memory in the sense, because there, there's so many that are special. I can just talk about our Christmas routine as a kid, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, which is very, very memorable to me. And, you know, me, I two deceased parents, so when I like think of like, things like this, I like start to tear up because of not having my parents anymore. And I figured so, I'd, I'd ask because it is our holiday yeah. special, and I actually don't know what your favorite Christmas memory is. Yeah. So what we used to do when I was a kid is on Christmas Eve, you know, we'd always go to you know, church to the Christmas mass, we'll mm-hmm. just say, and which was lovely. And I would even perform. I'd be in like the chorus or, I'd, you know, be on snare drum or something like that. For all oh, this Christmas is when you're taken advantage by the yeah. priesthood, right? This is, uh, <laughs> 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 no, this is actually, I don't even think I was a, an altar boy at that point. It was either before or after. I, I forget. I forget oh, which. so they advanced on you and then you decided to become. To yes. And, and <laughs> I like so. you smile about it. <laughs> Maybe you weren't harassed. Was, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I think harassed. you liked it. No, we, we used to go actually after after as an older boy after mass. We used to go kind of backstage. Um, oh, in this the is this is is this appropriate to share? No, it's great. And we You're going to, backstage. Going oh. backstage. Yeah. No, we used to eat like the Eucharist. And, oh, is that what they called it? <laughs> yeah, we used to eat the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we we drink some wine. What? This <laughs> is getting sultry, Greg. Yes, yeah, so the the wine is absolutely disgusting. When you try to like have a sip of it, it's like probably box wine. It's it's worse than box wine, you know. It's blood, right? So no, it's actually un- Ew, no. Come on, Greg. <laughs> it's not blessed yet. And so, um, but back to my Christmas memories is that so we used to go on, uh, so we used to go to Christmas mass, uh, the four p.m. mass. It would be mm-hmm. a lovely mass. Then we'd go home, and unfortunately, a lot of these memories I have is not with my oldest sister because she's 13 years older than me, and so she was already kind of out, out of the out of the house um, when I was still at, at an early age because of school and then being married. And then we used to come back, and we would you know have some seafood. My mom, we always had like shrimp cocktail and stuff like that. Have swordfish, and then we'd be you know allowed to open up a a, a gift that evening. Mm. And then the next morning, Santa Claus would come, and you know we'd you know have a tree full of full of gifts. Um, but memories for me was, you know, always getting, um, you know, like some sort of music gear, um, mm. like something from my drum kit that I always loved. Is that when you received um, cardboard boxes? <laughs> that was that cardboard boxes were, were prior because I had you to, like to rub that into me and the kids face. I, like I was given cardboard boxes no, for when I wanted to play an instrument. No, I wasn't given cardboard boxes. Is that. Because my father was a phone man, we had like these phone, like the phone company boxes, which were perfect boxes to be like a, a kick drum. And so, before I ended up getting my first drum kit, I was playing on boxes. Um, I had to show that I had quite a bit of interest in this instrument before my parents would invest in like this. Not even wasn't even a full used kit. I remember being at Sam Ash one day, and my mom, yes, please my mom uh, they had like this deal on a snare drum and it was like a tom and i think i already had a uh it was a kick drum a tom and then i already had a snare drum at home and so there's some other pieces so i took it home and i could like instantly play the thing because of all the practicing i was doing on boxes i just make fun of the kids it's because, also because you're a freaking amazing musician th- thank you i just make fun of the kids because it's you not remind like they're me striving with with it's not like they're playing on you know it's you know it's it's not as though you know if the if Avon wants to play, you know, ukulele, she's not, you know, finding strings from somewhere, stringing it to like a 
piece of cardboard that she's cut into the size mm-hmm. of a ukulele and just playing it and strumming it each day. And then finally, like, okay, we should probably get this kid a guitar. It, you know, I had to actually earn the right to, to actually get an instrument and prove that I was interested in playing it before I actually started getting pieces. And then each Christmas, I would get more pieces for my actual drum set itself. So mm-hmm. I, I never, you know, I wasn't bought a full drum set at one point. And then, um, and so Christmas memories for me were really just, I remember when, you know, I got a Nintendo and we would always, oh, you know what my Christmas memories are is on Christmas day. This was always really special to me is that of course me being the youngest, I'd always want to get up early. I have to wait for my parents. So I'd like go wake them up probably like 5am. They'd send me back to sleep. And I think finally at 7am they'd allow me to like get up and we'd go downstairs. Jesus, 5am. Yeah. Uh, and then, and, and, and you know, you know me, I'm not like an early bird, you know, early riser, No. Type, you know? And so we'd head down and then we would open up gifts. Then my cousins lived right, right behind us as a cul-de-sac, as you know. And my cousins lived there. And so we'd look for their light to go on. And as soon as we were pretty much done, you know, opening up gifts, their light would be on. Then we'd walk over there in our, like, bathrobes and, like, slippers and things um, over to their place. They would this open is up Avery's gifts. Place. Avery's place, yeah. Mm-hmm. My cousin, uh, my Aunt Gail and, and Avery and everyone. And so... We would go there, they'd be opening up gifts, and then there'd be gifts for me, of course, like there. And then after that, we would go back to our place, um, have pancakes, have a pancake breakfast. Then um, we'd separate, they'd go back to their house and shower and everything like that. And then they would come back over around 1, 2 p.m. And then we also had this other selection of relatives also come over, other aunts and uncles, and there'd be like 25 of us. And then we'd all have a wonderful Christmas uh, dinner together, which would be Auntie Post, and then we'd have Madagot and uh, uh, on top of that. And then like this array of homemade desserts and everything was homemade. Madagot was all homemade and everything like that. And so uh, to be, it's, I don't think there's one special moment. Mm. It's, it was all of it. I, I feel very, I actually feel very lucky the way um, I, I grew up in that regard. That's really pretty. Mm-hmm. It's like our version that's like my memory of celebrating Diwali with my parents and my mom and dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, as you know, is just a freaking amazing cook. Mm-hmm. Like, she can cook anything, as you've seen. And she would make all this complex Indian dishes. Mm-hmm. There's a thing we call katensaru. It's like a really complex, like, dal. Mm-hmm takes a lot of time she roasts like onions slowly on a fire before it's even stewed and Mm -hmm. it's an amazing dish and i remember also for some reason we had more relatives that would come over when we were younger for Mm -hmm. all of these holidays and it would be like a combination of oh my god there's so many people coming to oh i kind of like all these people here and it's so fun so that like diwali was that for us growing up i would say i'm Mm -hmm. a little i'm a little sad in our older years like as People have moved and, mm. you know, people become a little bit more, I don't know. I think COVID changed a lot of things, too, in the last few years that it's become much more scaled down. Sure. Um, but I actually, even though I was obviously born and brought up as a Hindu mm-hmm. Indian girl, mm-hmm. um, I have a very distinct single memory of Christmas that made me actually believe in Christmas because... Mm. For the longest time, I actually didn't believe in Christmas because my dad, who still even today, like works so hard Mm -hmm. and he 
is so dedicated to his craft of being a physician. Sure. Um, he was, you know, younger, right? When I he had me and he was definitely on a different schedule and mm-hmm. working different type of hours as a new surgeon in the hospital. And I just remember waking up every Christmas morning and being sad that my dad really was not there most of those Christmases. Like, mm. I was like, why is daddy never here? Yep, that would be sad. And it was just me and my mom. And then eventually, the years later, I had like a sister. But I remember those years. Yeah, and then another sister. But I distinctly remember my memories from when I was really tiny. And then one of those Christmases... Mm-hmm. And I think it was actually when I was closer to like nearing four, I think I was four that year. And then my sister was born at some point. But like my dad, not only did he end up home that morning, Mm -hmm. but I also believed in quote Santa because I had really, really, really wished for a Cabbage Patch doll. Mm -hmm. And I just... Like, never got one. Those were big back in the day. And they were always sold out. And my poor dad, he, like, went and found out they had, like, extra stock, I think, come in to Toys R Us. So he went and stood in the cold early in the morning just so he can get me that Cabbage Patch doll. And it kind of makes me tear up, like, thinking about it. But, like, he came home with this doll. Mm -hmm. And I had the Cabbage Patch certificate and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um... I think I think good parenting comes from experiences that we had with mm-hmm. like really good parents, you know. I agree. I agree. I don't know why I'm crying, but it just makes me think about like how hard they work for us mm-hmm. and the life they gave us. I guess that's my spice. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, you know, as you know, as parents, because we're both parents, is that you know parents try to give their 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 kids always the best that they possibly can, right? And you know, sometimes kids I don't think kids necessarily understand at the time until they're you know older or parents Years themselves, later. right? Um, the effort that that goes in to make things really special, right? And just I remember, you know, coming down running down the stairs one one day and I was a kid and coming back to just music instruments and seeing underneath the tree, you know, sometimes parents put some things that are unwrapped because they're big. And there was like a, a hi-hat there, which is, you know, a, symbols that come together on a drum kit, right? So it's what, you're, yep. what you play on. Um, and so... And so I remember seeing that and like a, and a crash symbol, just bam, right there. And I was so incredibly, you know, excited and... And, and so it's, yeah, Christmas, you know, I think one thing about Christmas that not even just the pandemic, but I'm going to kind of blame the internet. I'm going to just blame the evolution and the access mm. to information that we have that I feel in technology that and as much as I love technology and right and everything of that nature i feel that it has taken a little bit of the magic away from the mysteriousness of the of the holiday Mm -hmm. right because it's very easy to just look up anything you want Mm -hmm. um, about santa or just in general and i feel that some of that christmas magic just isn't there the way i remember it as a kid and i don't think it has anything to do with my age because you know me it's 
I believe in Santa Claus. I still love Christmas, yeah, but I your feel age. Yes, mm-hmm. my age. <laughs> That's right. I'm still a young buck. I look. What like do one. I call you? What's my nickname for you? I don't know. Hot, gorgeous man. Man boy. Man boy. <laughs> and so why can't i use the girls yeah. bathroom when it's their time to get ready for school it wasn't their because time. they're you, getting ready for school you just used it two days ago <laughs> when no one was no going one, to use it no i didn't expect anyone to be using it when i ran in there quickly you did not but but go in there what irked, what irked me that day is i ended up you know i was up and out of our bedroom before anyone was out of their bedrooms, pretty much, to put on the coffee. I was getting um, bagels ready and all set up, and I'm doing all these niceties for everyone. And then all of a sudden, I have to pee incredibly badly. Yeah, but you know what? She was already bathroom. up. She had just gone in the bedroom to put something I, on and go I get back it. in and the bathroom. And so I end up using that restroom briefly because you were in ours, and just pee quickly mm-hmm. after being up and doing nice things for everyone and then it turns into um, a little scuffle that morning. I appreciate morning. you did nice things for everyone. Uh-huh. I also do quote nice things you all day all long every day and for that's, everyone. And you didn't and no one gave you I don't use hell that for, as the for using license the kids to restroom. disrupt others' I schedules. That wasn't disrupting any schedules. Maybe mm-hmm. cuz some people are just impatient. Maybe mm-hmm. there's impatience in all this right. world. All right. So, anyway, man boy hmm. Man, boy. I hope you bought me some good gifts for Christmas. I don't know. Santa's giving you your presents. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he loves me. So, as we're talking about Christmas, so Christmas songs. So, we're always having Christmas songs on, mm-hmm. you know, during the holiday season, different versions. We just happened to catch or earlier the Mariah this week. Carey. It was so good. Uh huh. It was very good. But I do have a question for a particular Christmas song out there the Do They Know It's Christmas Time? Oh. <laughs> So I, I've been thinking about this, and I'm sure others have. Well, and this I, song I should, has been should, a bit of a peppy for us. Yes, for for quite some time, and I should probably look it up to see what others think think about that about that song. And and sorry, Bono, I'm just I have to just say this, and I know you didn't write the song, but the original. It's still I'm still perplexed with the original with the song lyrics when Bono comes in to sing. Well, tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. <laughs> How horrible is that? That is such horrible. By the way, Kieran caught that too. She, without us like saying anything. Saying anything. She goes, What did he what did he just sing? Like, well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. That is just it's horrible. Wrong. It's wrong. It's one hundred percent wrong. So then they go and they re-record it. What was it back in? I think it was like 2014. Because when you look at the video, it's it has oh, like one direction. With him. Yeah, all, all, all different singers. And then he changes the lyrics to, uh, what's he change it to? He changes it to, uh, uh, from. We're going to touch you or something they, like that. He changes it to, uh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what is it? Oh, shit. What is it? I don't want to be touched by random Irish singers. <laughs> well, he, he went from, he went from being like wrong and inappropriate to creepy. So it goes from, well, tonight, thank Pedophilia. God it's done instead of you. To uh, tonight, what is it? Tonight, oh, tonight we're reaching out and touching you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also tonight. Like, that tonight sounds so creepy. We're going to come out at night you. and we're going to touch you. So, I mean, 
I'm I'm perplexed, Bono. I'm sorry again. I know you're a charitable individual. He's a good guy. Yeah, very good guy. But you go but the from words singing are just not just right. Super inappropriate words to super creepy words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, that video is disturbing. Like they. Oh, like, the intro is disturbing. It's, it's not mm-hmm. cool. Like mm-hmm. I almost think I know they're doing it to like catch your attention. Mm-hmm. But it's not catching your attention in a, a, a good no. way. Well, the original one, I, I believe, is supposed to be about the famine in, Eth- in Ethiopia. And then the second one... It was like Ebola. It's about Ebola. Yeah, it's about Ebola. It's like, no. Yes. No, we don't... Sh- no. Yes. How about just start it out with like... Like a, you know, an announcement. Mm-hmm. X number of people have died from Ebola because they didn't have access to right medical care. We mm-hmm. can help them. Mm-hmm. Like... That would be more impactful. Versus people in hermetically sealed suits carrying. It is horrible. Like an and emaciated. Now, and now we're touching person. them. So and we're going to get Ebola from them. So, yeah. <laughs> well, tonight we're reaching out and touching you. Yeah, like, no, don't touch me. Don't, I'm going to kill you. Give some medicine. You know, it's. it's yeah. <laughs> 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 and, 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 and technically, if it's, if it's a song that is talking about Ebola, the last thing you want to do is touch someone with Ebola. No, it's like you, sh- you should not even be breathing <laughs> you near even them. Be breathing near them. <laughs> it's like no, no. negative, oh, negative, negative. That song. The, the sad thing is that song. So they need to just come up with a new song. How so about Bob, that? so Bob Geldof, right? One of the writers um, uh, from actually the Boomtown Rats, as we were talking about earlier bands. You know, understand the initiative. Uh, it's. It's one. We'll call it a wonderful cause. Amazing platform. Amazing platform. A wonderful cause. We'll, we'll we'll just say. But at the end of the day, bad execution and a great melody of a song. Mm-hmm. Just rewrite it. Just we should just bring Mariah Carey in. <laughs> She'll write the right words. <laughs> Who just what was honored? What twelve? Like a diamond um, for award 12 for twelve platinum. going going platinum twelve times yeah. and holding multiple records for all. But I even want for her you. other like holiday songs. Is, they have the right words in them. They have the right words in them. Yes. <laughs> so we need to let's bring Let's just in, have her write the lyrics. Let's, yes. Let's have her bring her and her writing team in and just rewrite the song. I mean, her kids might do a better job. Oh, yes. Her her daughter sounded great. Yeah. And her son, he was dancing, I think, right? Yeah. Was he singing? I don't think he was singing. I don't know if he was singing, but he was definitely dancing. Mm-hmm. He was like hip-hopping it out. Yep. He was like Baby Dupree over there. Bring in, bring in a little Nick Cannon. Yeah. A little Nick Cannon Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... I... I I don't know how many people know about this about me, but you obviously do. I am a huge Mariah Carey fan. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of like nostalgic seeing her show a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing all those songs. It reminded me of my, like, different moments in high school or middle school mm-hmm. to college and whatnot. And it's like, it's like, I'm so happy to see her singing all her songs again. It takes so much, like, empowerment and facing your demons and mm-hmm. being vulnerable mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. to re-embrace your, your craft, you yeah, know? Absolutely. It's definitely, I mean, well, singing is, it can takes conviction and vulnerability. And for her, and also a mental state, right? So several yeah. years ago, she went through this period where she mentally was incapable of singing. Therefore, she couldn't sing. And she was doing her whisper voice. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Usher or someone someone in the industry? I want to say it was Usher or someone. I forget who it was, who I think helped kind of coach her back and give her confidence at one point. You know what? We're all human. We're all human. And I, I've seen it even um, 
even as a as a drummer, play guitar, but really as a drummer. But you didn't want to. You haven't touched the drums in a long time. I had obviously for illness reasons, right? right? And so finally, I, I was able to get behind the kit. But even as a, as a drummer, there are shows that I walked in feeling like this is going to not be a great show, and I'm not going to perform well. And different licks that I would play, I all of a sudden just couldn't play. My body wouldn't work in that way. Or if I'm doing triplets on my foot, they, I just couldn't do the triplets. Or something was just wrong. I just all of a sudden went into this Like you funk. froze. I, I froze for some reason. Mm. It's very rare, um, but it's happened to me a couple times um, over the course of my career. And it takes, it takes a lot to just snap out of it mentally, but it's definitely a mental a mental game that you have to kind of make your way through. Well, that also goes back to the theme of this special, mm-hmm. which is how do we face our fears when there are so many judgy McJudgies out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I say cut through the bullshit and the noise, mm-hmm. right? Because we have to do what makes us happy. Absolutely. And... If the people that are not aligning with you or supporting you mm-hmm. or propelling you, uh, if they're doing the opposite of that, mm-hmm. you need to remove that toxicity from your environment. One thing I've learned about life is you're never going to please everyone. Never. You're never going to please everyone. Stop trying. So my thought process is just then stop trying to please anyone, you know, other than your immediate family or those you care for, right? <laughs> Wait, you, <laughs> but, you have to always be trying to please me. Yes. Well, I, I thought it was you trying to pleasure me, but... Huh? What? What's that face for? Anyway, so you have to stop trying to please everyone. <laughs> did, did, I, did I... You look perplexed right now. I don't even know what we're talking about, but go on. So... As we were saying, it's impossible to please everyone. And, you know, one thing I've learned about life is just sometimes, actually, you want to, I actually used this line in an interview one time. It was years ago, uh, probably late 90s, the early days of the internet. I was interviewing um, at an internet company. You sound like you're 85 years old, the early days of the internet. The early days of the internet. Actually, back in the day, they used to call it the information superhighway. Yes, yes, I know that. And so the early days, I remember um, this interview, it was a room full of people. I was in the conference room. I think it was like anywhere between eight and 10 people in there, all different ranks, um, including the CEO of the organization, CFO, like CHRO, like all these different people. And there was one final question they had for me. And they basically, you know, asked me like, what is your motto? And so I'm like this, you know, younger kid at the time. And I'm just thinking like, what is my motto? And in my head, I run this scenario that I could say something that could definitely leave an impression. Should I, should I not do it? And I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. And I said, in the words of risky business, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? And all of a sudden, everyone. You did not use that line. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, everyone in the entire room, their arms went up, slammed down. They're like, hire him instantly. So they took me to, um, I went into the HR person's office, and they made me an offer right there on the spot. I've never, what is this, like an 80s movie? No, it, it kind of felt like it, it was. This happens in the 80s. This happens in the, uh, no, this wasn't the 80s. This was in the 90s. I said late 90s. It's worse. It's in it's the 90s. <laughs> and so, and so talking about when I was still in middle school, <laughs> but it, but what it is, but it, but it's it's about being ballsy and being risky, yeah. and it's okay to take well, risks. Well, calculated, and it's our jobs. calculated, calculated risks. Risk. Yeah, now you sound like a mathematician, right? 
And like you're, you know, you're judging, you're mitigating risk for a corporate organization. And so you have to weigh all those things. You do. But sometimes, you know, and I did at that moment in time. And I quickly analyzed it in my head before I answered and took took the risk. And I think one thing as you know, executives, um, especially in our area of function of, of marketing, we have to take risks. We have to put ourselves out there. We have to do things that are different because what we're doing is only going to end up helping the companies that we're with because it's going to help attract talent. It's going to help retain talent. It's going to help the company, uh, any company that we're with, remain relevant to newer generations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes back to... If you're not part of the community, you do not understand the community, how can you communicate with that community? Yeah. No. It's um, earlier this week on LinkedIn, someone tagged me in something about social Mm -hmm. and the presence in social. And I I was really um, happy Mm -hmm. to have been tagged. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, what I also would like to add to this is we are supposed to be the entrusted brain for how do we go to market? Mm-hmm. And what do we do? How do we speak? Mm-hmm. Where do we go? If you don't practice what you preach, how can you know it works? Mm-hmm. And that informs strategy for a company, right? So I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. And it brings me to, you know, what, and not, not the direct quote, I'm paraphrasing, uh, from a, a quote from basically Keith Richards, who, who essentially said, you know, musicians, we're just, you know, we're kids at heart, and essentially, you know, we're adult kids. We never grow up. That goes back to my theory of man boy. Man boy. Perpetual children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with being a. It, it's it okay. Makes it's, us, it, it's why I love you. So, uh, it's I know, okay. But it's what keeps me lively and spunky. Yes. Yes. So vivacious. I'm absolutely vivacious. <laughs> So, So. Greg, um, any parting words for our audience? Live life. Be happy. Have an incredible holiday season. Do not take family for granted. Take all your loved ones and give them big kisses and big hugs and wish everyone a wonderful, healthy, safe, and fabulous holiday. That was a really long farewell. Why was that a farewell? That's just the beginning. That's